What's up, Too Thick fam? As you can see, the better half is with me today. Um, Jeremy will be coming in shortly, but we have some good news. We went to, we had a busy week, busy, busy week, busy week. Um, we dealt with sickness. We dealt with a couple trips, um, maybe some big purchases. I don't know. Courtney might tell us. Uh, Jeremy might have some purchases. Well, Jeremy went to Cali midweek and visited PSA and Burbanks. We had Courtney that went to uh, the Dallas Card Show. So we want we decided to go live, give a little recap, and uh, take it away, Courtney. The Dallas Card Show, your first time there. How was it? So it was overwhelming. And like we've talked about a lot of times that Jeremy's the trader, the the big, you know, the big dealer. And I'm more of I've always been like more of a collector and more of a PC purchaser. So when we go to big shows like this, I get I don't want to say intimidated because I know what I want to buy. It's just I don't like tr I don't like trading. And the Dallas Card Show is was one of the greatest shows that I have ever been to. Like I can't express the amount of cool stuff that I saw, the amount of just insane high-end stuff and then just like dollar boxes and things that were like you could not 700 tables dude it was 700 tables you were like you're in your card glory i told kyle who run and ruben who run it that this was like disneyland christmas a birthday everything all wrapped up into one and if jeremy like if I like gave him a fat stack of cash and just set him loose in that show, I don't think I'd ever see him again. I think he would just like, like all of a sudden he would be gone and <laughs> that would be it. Just show up at your uh, hotel room at the like end just of the disheveled, <laughs> like maybe like half of his beard shaved off. It's just like what happened. Like a guy said he'd give me a better deal if I shaved half of my beard. I'd be like, I I can like, see that happening. I don't I don't know why that would happen. <laughs> Um, I was, uh, so it seemed like how you said dollar boxes and I know there's high end cards. So was it a big mixture of everything, right? You could, yeah, it was so, there was so much. And so for me, it was actually really good because I picked up a couple, I picked up a PC thing from trading card chick, super cool. Uh, Dick Buckus card, very dope. And I picked up something for the dangerous games pod, which was a Mike Tyson card that actually had Don King on it. So I like I hadn't seen one with both of them like that before and it was graded. So I was pretty excited about that. So I scooped that up. And then Jeremy sent me uh, to go make a deal with extraordinary cards. So mm -hmm. I picked up a Jalen Brunson Tiger Stripe uh, PSA mm -hmm. nine, which was like super dope. And then I bought a box of uh, 2018 Prism. Okay. 2018? Yeah. yeah. That's, That's exciting. <laughs> Out of a case. There so, you go. Did you open? Did you pull the one of one, Luca? And are you a millionaire now? So I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> if I won the lottery, yeah, Jeremy and I have talked about this. If I won the lottery, I would never tell anybody. Okay. So if I pulled that one of one, you wouldn't know. Well, we would know. You would I have might, to tell someone, right, to get I your might, bounty. I might have pulled it. Oh, might I might have. not have. Yeah, exactly. You'll That's never fine. know. You'll it's never weird. know. 
You know, you might be right. That's probably why Jeremy's here, not here. He's collecting his uh, <laughs> bounty. <laughs> he flew out to get his bounty. That's where he really is. You didn't yeah. know. I managed to pull it out of a blaster too, which I don't know how I did that magic. Okay. I mean, uh, <laughs> Brett pulled out a one on one Weston McKenney out of a blaster. You are not wrong. Yeah, anything's <laughs> possible. I do want to say I saw Matt in here. Um, he said his local uh card show or card shop sets up at Dallas. Um, I do want to say thank you because I got mail day today randomly, right? And I was like, I didn't buy anything. I swear, Kaylee, I didn't buy anything. Um, uh, Nomar Garcia Parra cards, 10 of them. So I do want to shout him out. Thank you so much. It meant the world when I opened these. Like, I mean, there's so many random cards that Nomar has. So it's so now- weird because we got a random mail day from Matthew Person as well. Did you? Yes, I got a P Will pink camo mosaic and i got a dew drop card <laughs> that's awesome. which i will be posting on too thick tonight so okay. you guys can see it that's I was awesome. really i like we have like the people that have come into our lives from cards i feel like it's like such a we're like just blessed with all of these like great people mm-hmm. and like my closest friends outside of like like my very best friend that i grew up with from like high school and you know my family are card people now Mm -hmm. i i like i feel so lucky and and that is actually a really good segue into i want to talk about what my the highlight i had two highlights of the show so the first highlight of the show was that i got to hang out with christina we hung out that was so much fun she her and Hodge embarrassed the crap out of me the whole time because every time we'd walk up to somebody, they'd introduce me as, oh, this is Courtney. She's from Card Porn. And it was really embarrassing. <laughs> I was really embarrassed. That's funny. So shout out to them for making me like uncomfortable, but in a fun way. Yeah. Um, and then the second one was I was walking around the show kind of just talking to people because that's my favorite thing to do when I go to show aside from you know buying a bunch of PC when I'm supposed to be buying you know stuff for the shows and inventory and I'm like eh, Jeremy can do that I'm just gonna buy stuff that I want so <laughs> so I'm walking around the show you know kind of like checking out what's in everybody's case I just got there uh, the show had been going on for a little while because I my flight was super delayed because of the weather Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like every Friday when I have a card show to go to, there's just like a blizzard and like all like hell breaks loose. Yeah. So that's what was happening. <laughs> that was what was happening on Friday for me. Like I literally, we I was supposed to be boarding at like seven forty eight, like some mm-hmm. random time, and I was walking up to my gate at seven fifty five. So I was convinced that like they like I was like they were gonna be like on me like way past me, which they should have by all means, but they were running late. Um, my plane wasn't even fueled up, and they had to de-ice it like three times before we could take off. So I was like, we're definitely dying. Like I'm gonna die on my way to Dallas. <laughs> and you're the second all- weekend in a row where I'm <laughs> traveling to a card show, fearing for my actual life. I'm like, what am I doing with myself right now? But you got you made it. You made it, and uh, I mean. You couldn't you you had some valuable cards with you as well. So I sold I did I actually sold it's so funny because I didn't buy a ton. I wanted yeah. to, but I just I don't know. I'm more like I I I like to buy what I want. I'm very bad at buying what we should be buying. You that's, know that. You're yep. that's fair. 
but I sold a ton of cards. And then we, I brought a bunch of Justin Fields with me. And then after Friday, which I want to talk about that too. So I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself anyway. So I'm walking around and I noticed this man and his son, they're kind of like walking in the same general vicinity that I am. And they stop at this table and they're looking at a card and they're trying, like, they're clearly trying to comp the card. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching the dealer kind of watch them. And they're like, you know, how much is this card for? And he he kind of, he's like, ah, you know, I haven't priced it. You know, I think it's this much, but let's look it up. So he looks it up and he's like, oh, it looks like they're, you know, it sold for so much on eBay or whatever. So he, so the dealer looks up the comp. And it was the best offer accepted for, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And the dealer looks at the guy and he goes, well... He's like, let's actually look up what the real comp is. And the guy's like, what, do, what does that mean? And he's like, well, this is best offer accepted. That means that it could be a different amount. And the guy was like, you know, this is our first card show. My son just started kind of getting into this. And I'm, you know, I'm bringing him, but we don't really know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And so the dealer goes, give me your phone. Pu- pulls up 130 point, shows him how to use it. Like actually shows him on his phone how to use it. Yep. Shows him what the actual comp of that card was and then sold it to him for a little less than the comp was. Oh, wow. That was nice of the dealer. I'm standing there. I watched this whole interaction. Yeah. And then I walk up to the dealer and I'm like, I just, I have to tell you, that was so genuinely kind. And that is how we operate. Yep. It was so refreshing to mm-hmm. see somebody do that. And like, I'm like, you just made their experience in this space better just mm-hmm. by not being a scumbag and you could have been like yeah it was a hundred bucks that's what the comp says so it's a hundred bucks even though it wasn't anywhere near that amount mm-hmm. and then so we ch- we chatted for a while he had just like retired from the military and he was kind of trying to figure out what he wanted to do he loved cards so he had set up this it kind of like worked out that he could set up at the dallas show when he was in the main room and he was just you know making the best of it and having a really good time and then i ran into him later at trade night and him and his friend were showing me all the uh, Jordan Love cards that they had picked up because everybody was going ham for Jordan Love and Justin Fields this weekend. Yeah. So it was it was so nice. And then he sent me a message on Instagram today. And I just feel like that kind of connection at shows like this is what it's all about, right? Yeah. I could not I could not tell you a better experience that I had at the show outside of this one. Um, That's awesome. I was so, it was so nice to see something like that happen. And then this is a huge show where people are coming to try and, you know, maximize their money. Everybody's walking around with cameras. You have social media influencers, you have, you know, big high rolling dealers at this show. And you have this guy who's just like trying to make the space a little better for this kid and his dad. And I just, that was like such a feel good moment that I yeah. needed to share it. And that's, that's the kind of stuff that me and you do at card shows. We love to like, we love, me and you kind of love making friends, right? We'll go up and start talking to people yeah. and then we get, and then it's like two hours left of the show and we're like, well, I didn't we, buy anything. Got anything. <laughs> and Jer- Jeremy's the opposite. So it, He's got a stack this big of everything yeah. he bought. And He's like, I bought this for this much. I bought this for this much. All right, I'm going to leave and go, go get some more. So it's kind of cool how you could take a card show couple different ways you could go in become a dealer right and sell 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 you could also be a dealer buy 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 but then you could also be that type of person just building relationships in the community and like like you said that 
that father and son could have got taken advantage of, but with him telling them, I they've used they probably used one thirty point to buy cards at that point, so they weren't buying at a um it's more of expensive uh price point because the best offer is going to show what they listed it as, so they could have potentially got really screwed at that show. So it is nice to uh, see people like that still in the hobby. I do have one question though. How do you feel? Cause Jeremy and I kind of talked about this, the eBay best offer. And it was actually, you could see the best offer versus bids. How do you comp? How would you comp a card? If there's one best offer accepted and then bids, that's a little higher, but the best offer is like really lower. What would you do? So for me, like, I always go bids over best offer if there's more than one comp. Mm-hmm. If there's only one comp, then I go and see if it's like a confirmed sale. Because if it's not a confirmed sale, it's just best offer accepted. I like I often assume that's just a fake sale. Mm-hmm. Um, if if it's like best offer accepted and like say every card on bids is doing like 95 to 100 and then it's like a best offer accepted like 115, I would consider that a real comp. It was just maybe okay. someone was trying to shoot their shot and had it listed for like 150 even though it's clearly selling solidly. Yep. But you know, um sometimes people list their cards wrong too. I've had this conversation a million times. Like sometimes people just list their cards wrong and you get a bin because it should have been higher and yep. there was something in the the listing that was wrong. Mm-hmm. So like these are all like things that you have to take into account when you're looking at comps and buy it nows. And actually I have a story about that too from the show. So I had a couple trade offers on the Luca, right? But it was hard because the last sale was before the season. And you know, you get someone who gets a little voracious with their trading. And then when it's time to actually pull the trigger on the trade, they're like, oh, they feel a little uncomfortable because there isn't a good comp. There wasn't a good comp on the card. And it just sold. So we had a good comp on it. And I was like, mm, you know, I kind of want to move into a like a Joey Bur- like Joey B Auto or maybe some Trevor Lawrence or something while I'm at the show. So I'm kind of walking around, kind of feeling some stuff out, and I found a dealer. And this is where comps to me becomes you can argue it from both sides, right? If yeah. you're buying, you want to make those comps seem as low as possible. And if you're selling, you want them to be the highest comps you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And at some point, you kind of have to come together in the middle and like understand that. So I had, uh, I was trying to like scoop up a Joe, uh, Joe Burrow. I found one I liked. So I was trying to just straight out sell the Luca and then take, because he, he already had the same card as me. So he didn't want it. He didn't want to like just trade. So I'm walking around like, I'll sell, I'll sell this. It has a comp for like 3.5. So I can probably, you know, get like three for it if I want it. So I'm like, I'm, do, I'm, I'm negotiating with this guy over the card. And he's trying to tell me it's only worth $2,000. And I'm like, dude, I'm not like an idiot. I think sometimes people think they see me. They assume that I I don't know what I'm doing because I like I'm always wearing like my Stranger Things t-shirts and my goofy orange hat and my backpack. And I probably look like I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so he's kind of we're going back and forth a little about the value of the card. And he's telling me he does not feel that the sale that just happened this week was a legitimate sale. That he that it's not confirmed, but I'm like it's confirmed on card ladder. Are you saying card ladder is lying or wrong? Were they right value at that point? No, they weren't with me. Okay, I was gonna say that I was by myself, so I, I think he probably would have been taken me more seriously if I was like walking with someone he knew, but I was yeah. just like some random chick at the show. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of like going back and forth about it, and 
I'm like, he's like, he's like the last comp for this was, you know, $2,500. Why do you, what happened to make you go a thousand dollars in a few months? And I'm like, well, I'm like, there was a trade, yep. you know, uh, that was preseason before they played. They've been like, you know, how, yep. how well they played. You have the, and once the trade happened, then the, the out of 50 did like $9,000. So that already makes my card more valuable just by the sake of it also being numbered. Yep. We were kind of like going back and forth about it. And I'm like, I think like cash, I think 3000 is fair because the, you know, the, the comp, you know, you take yeah. a percentage off. So you have a little meat on the bones and trade. I want 3,500 in trade. Yeah. If I'm trading. Yep. So he was like, I'll, you know, 2000. I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm just going to pass. So I go to walk away and there's a kid standing next to me and he's now offering me cash and Kate yeah. Cunningham cards. He yeah. wants the card. And yeah. the second that this kid was like going hard, trying to take, he waited respectfully until I was done. And I said, no. And then he's trying to get in. And then yeah. the second this kid's trying, now all of a sudden the dealer's back trying to like toss some cards at me and give me more. He's like, well, I could go three on trade. I'm like, I got 3,500 on trade or I'm passing. Yeah. So for me, this whole, and then, what ended up happening is like, I just, I, we couldn't come to an agreement. So I left, which was fine. Mm -hmm. But for me, as someone who doesn't really like to trade because of reasons like this, like it makes me this whole interaction, it, I left feeling fine. Like good, yeah. like no, no bad feelings. The guy was, you know, he was doing what he like, that's his job. You know, he needs to get the most out of his cards, just like I need to get the most out of mine. But at the end of the day, that interaction, I felt really good because I felt like I knew what I was talking about. I felt like I held my own. I felt, and I like, even though sometimes you feel like you're dealing with someone who knows more than you, I felt confident walking away from that deal rather than just being like bowled over by someone. Mm -hmm. So overwhelmingly that was a great like experience and interaction in my opinion. Oh yeah. Doesn't it feel like amazing when you actually did the research on the card? So like you already know what they're going to try to question and you already have an answer. I did that with uh, some of my cards because there's sometimes where I go into a deal and they're like, no, this is this. And I'm like, uh, I don't know the argument. Yeah, you got a point. But then when you actually do the research and you're like, no, this one sold for this much, this one sold for this much. And this is preseason. There's a trade. Like, look at what happened with this card when it got traded. What what kind of percentage it went up? So this percentage should go up the same. It's it's actually a good feeling when there, you you basically are telling the dealer, yeah, I know what I'm talking about. It, it it was, and again, the guy like he was dealing in like like million dollar cards. So my yes. little measly yeah. card was nothing to him, but. And I, he probably doesn't even realize that, like, I'm sure he, like, when I walked away, he was like, oh, that sucked, you know? But for me, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I just I just did something that I don't typically do mm -hmm. um, because I don't like to trade. And I put myself in a, in a situation that I was a little uncomfortable doing, but did it anyway. And I walked away feeling like I hadn't lost anything. Yep. So that was – and I, I think – for people who are nervous about trading, I think just like getting out there and doing now, I wouldn't advise trading with like thousands of dollars worth of cards if you're not comfortable doing it. Because I, I think if it had been a smaller card, I would have made a, a deal happen in that moment. But mm -hmm. because it was such a big card, I was like, eh, this doesn't make me feel 100% comfortable. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. My, my problem with trading is I always want, kind of like what Jeremy said, I always want the other person to feel like I didn't take advantage of them. So it's funny because it's like 
I could be winning, losing the trade, and I'll go to the guy and be like, you sure you want to do this? Make sure you're positive, 100% positive you want to do this. I want both of us to be happy. Uh, but I get it. I get it because my first two trades, my first trade ever was at Shipshawana, and I had like two or three of them at Shipshawana. So it's like I, I did one, and I felt super comfortable. So now you're going to be a trading queen here at the next couple of shows. I think you're going to Chicago on Friday. Are you still walking? Yeah, we're definitely doing that. And it's so funny because I've been buying cards yep. for, you know, ever. And I don't have a problem negotiating the price of a card. Mm -hmm. I will I will talk about that. It's when you have two objects that each person is putting a value on that neither one of them have an actual inherent value. It is like this card is worth what someone's paying for it and this card is worth it. Mm -hmm. So... It's harder for me because I can put a cash value on something. I can look at something and be like, that is worth that much. And also for me, I don't want to straight up trade, which is weird. It's like I can't explain it. I don't want to trade one card for another card. Yep. I like I want to either like trade up into something bigger or trade down into a bunch of smaller stuff. But I'm not going to take my $200 card and trade it for your $200 card. I just don't. You know, I just, I don't know. I never want to do that. The only time I would do something like that is like now if I like a baseball card because baseball's up, that's mm -hmm. worth $200 to trade for like a $200 football card that's down that will go back up. Like I would consider a trade like that. But yeah. I don't know. I'm still or, like sketch about trading. Yeah. Or you could, tr another way that I was thinking about it is if you have a, say you have a card you're not, you can't move. And someone wants to trade you with like kind of the similar value that they know someone and it's a player that you, you know, you can move where yeah. it's just a, like a swap of like, okay. It's I know like you how you like, you're not selling soccer up North and you know, you're going up North and you want to trade for like hockey or well, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like Northern Michigan. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <I want> <laughs> <laughs> give me your hockey cards. I'll give you the soccer that nobody's going to buy from me. Up there. Exactly. No one's going to buy from <laughs> Traverse City, I'm telling you, if you're listening and you go to Traverse City, Michigan, do not bring soccer cards. They don't want it. They don't it's want fine. it. Like, soccer's awesome. You got to know. That's like when we had uh, Dennis on from Aries. You got to know the demographic. Know what people want to buy if you're going to yep. go to the show. So, yeah. And well, there's and then there's certain type of shows that you could bring whatever and people will buy everything because it's just like the Dallas. Dallas. Dallas is like, you could have anything. I could have sold every... I came home with my fields because I was like, I'm not going to sell these. I came home with my Luca just because I'd rather hold on to that card. I feel like that, you know, it's either going to stay the same or it's going to go up. And I just, I didn't want to just sell it for the sake of selling. And I want to just do a deal for the sake of doing a deal. Yeah. But I did come home with more money than what I left with. I'd like bore the pay for my trip. So I wasn't mad. That's the positive right there. Just like, I'm like, I don't know what to buy. I don't. And you know, the thing is, is like, I get it too because I was looking for football and football's down and people don't want to like negotiate down on football mm -hmm. cards right now. And I don't want to pay sticker because I'm used to the shows by us where you can negotiate prices. Yep. So I don't know. It, it's different. You learn like the different areas where you go and buy. Yep. Like, you know, I'm very, very comfortable at our local shows where I know people and I'm, and I'm, you know, doing deals with people I do deals with all the time. Mm -hmm. And to and I've always been like a local person. This is my first like this year is the first year where I like traveled out to like other areas and you're making deals with people you've never seen or talked to before. And it is like I consider myself a pretty friendly person mm -hmm. and a pretty open person. I'm definitely willing to talk to just about anyone. But it is 
a little overwhelming to do those kind of things. So, and especially not like being a dealer. Like oh, yeah. if I was set up and people were coming up to me and wanting to do deals, I feel like I feel so much more confident in that position than I do being on the other side of the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you have, all, it's like, you have all the power. Like, well, you, it's not even, yeah, maybe, but it, maybe it's a power dynamic for yeah. me. I feel like I need the table between us, but I need to be on the, the other side of it. <laughs> let's, let's get into, cause I know you kind of brought it up is uh, you said people were looking for mostly fields in Jordan love. So no, not at first. So Friday, okay. like early in the day, um, I had my fields cards and I like people who were like, oh yeah, they were looking at the actual comps of the cards, right? Like what they had just sold for. And and I had them priced a little high because I was like, mm, I don't know if I really want to sell these. We're, if it was like any other quarterback, I would be like, whatever the comps were. But because it's my quarterback, I had it like maybe 15% over comps maybe 20. I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie. I was a little over comps. And I, we don't do that. You know that. Mm-hmm. But um, so kind of walking around the show and showing off my cards, whatever. And people were like, eh, maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, I can't get there. They wanted to be like well under what I wanted because obviously they're dealers. And I get that because, you know, when, when yeah. I sell, I'm not going to pay comps for something. But what I saw was when the trade was like announced and then all of a sudden it was like, you could you could just hear people talking about it, and the next thing I know, all of a sudden, the people that were not super interested in the in the fields or were like didn't want to pay, now they're like throwing more and more at me. They like want it, yeah. And I'm like, because I can tell you that I think these cards are gonna go way up, but until you see, like it was like you could watch it in live in in live time, like as it was happening, mm-hmm. seeing people's feelings about Justin Fields switching. And all of a sudden, he went from being like, uh, to he was the one that was in demand. And people were pulling their fields out of their showcases. People were trying to buy fields, cards from other people. And you could just feel that. And as a Bears fan, not just as a collector, but as a Bears fan, feeling everyone's excitement and hype about my team yeah, and watching it happen was awesome. Like I was like, let's go. I'm here for this. I'm like, I, I love my fields cards in my room. I'm like, those aren't for trade anymore. And I yeah. was like, I was like this close to a deal with a guy on them. And I was like tired. And I went out to dinner and I had like a drink and I'm like, oh, this yeah. I shouldn't be trading right now. I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> so uh, I'm like, I'll come to your table tomorrow and we'll work out a deal. I had to go to his, I did go to his table. I told him because I hate it when people ghost you. So I went down and I'm just like, hey, I, you know, I thought about it overnight and I talked to Jeremy and I'm just, mm, I'm not going to trade these. Yeah. And he was like super chill. He's like, I totally get it. I he's like, I wouldn't trade them either. So well, for sure. I mean. Yeah. What did they, they they got DJ Moore and some draft picks? So they got it was like for like ninth and 61st in one year, yeah. and then a first round and a second round, and then another second round and DJ Moore. Yeah, it's insane what they got. I was trying to mess, you know, how I am with Jeremy. I try to get him going. Um, now I know how to get him going, so You're I welcome. got it. I know how it's so I um, taught you, young grasshopper. Yeah, yeah, thank you because <laughs> I can continue to do that, but um. I was like in uh we were in a chat and I was like, man, you know, just the Bears just need a quarterback at this point now. And he, he didn't even take the bait. I was so mad because I was he ignore, like, he'll just ignore you. Yeah. He did. He definitely ignored me. But yeah, it, it is exciting for your for your team. The thing is, is uh you didn't have to sell fields because we go to Chicago shows all the time and you could get 
full sticker price at the Chicago All show. over for what we have. Yeah, because everyone at Skyline, probably at the Chicago show this weekend, are going to be wanting um, Justin Fields. It's going to be yeah. a high we just him. We just did, like, another trade on uh, Verisalt for another Fields, too. Oh, and, did you? And Jeremy won one on eBay. So we're just going to be flush with Fields. There you go. I like that. I I don't get the hype of I Jordan Love because – there's a potential Aaron Rodgers comes back. No, didn't they confirm that he's not go? He's definitely going to the draft. Did they confirm it? Yeah, I thought that they did. Okay, maybe he did. Maybe that's why everyone's excited. But I saw, I thought I saw Roland with FD was confirming it, and he's okay. usually on on things. But I could be wrong. Yeah, if if you're listening, there is a confirmation that um, Aaron Rodgers is gone. Um, let us know. And, and then there was news today. Did you see Jimmy G? Yeah, it says right here. Uh, Jets Aaron Rodgers trade with Packers is done. Oh, wow. Signs are indeed pointing to Aaron Rodgers joining the Jets. NFL fans hold their collective breath as Aaron Rodgers' decision moves. It looked like it says six hours ago that it's done. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. I, I know Jimmy G signed with Oakland um today. So he's gonna yeah. be the starter. I'm 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 wondering this weekend if people are going to be having their Jimmy G's in their showcase. Oh, for uh, sure they will because he got traded. Anytime there's hype, we've seen this over and over again. Yep. And that's what was going on because everyone's speculating whether or not, you know, love's going to be QB one for the Packers. And you just, you can just see the hype building and, you know, yep. for basketball, everyone's looking at Tatum, man. I oh, cannot, yeah. nobody had Tatum in their things and they were all buying it. If you, if there was a Tatum, I saw a guy sell, a card that sold for $800 like two times mm-hmm. in the last like couple weeks. He sold his for $1,500. Same card. Jeez. That, that, and then when we were at Ship Shawana, everyone was asking about your kaboom. When I, when you weren't around and I was like on that, they're like, what's your price on the kaboom? What's your price on this kaboom? Firm though, but that one's firm. Like yeah. and we will come up and down on stuff, but some things no, you know? So mm-hmm. it was, it's fun. It was like, it was fun watching when everybody, baseball, everybody was obviously looking for Bowman as always. Yep. Uh, I had a, I had brought a wander with me and that mm-hmm. one was comping at like, I don't we, that doesn't have a comp. It's like a pop one. So yeah. we were like, you know, 200 bucks. Nobody even argued. They're like, yeah, for sure. That's a $200 card. There was no arguing. So yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I just, yeah. I, it was, it is. I think it's a it's a buyer's market right now because you could put your cards out and they're going to sell. Now, mm-hmm. if, if you don't have them priced right, they might not sell because no. again, there's a lot of, there's a lot of cards out there and people can buy anything that they want because the prices are affordable now. So yep. if you're not being competitive with your selling, it does, it makes it more of a challenge to like, you know, buy and sell in a profit because Everyone's very like tight with what they're willing to negotiate at, but mm-hmm. it makes super awesome cards mm-hmm. a lot more accessible, a yep. lot more accessible. So well, even like the ones that are kind of, um, what do you call it? Like they sell easier. Like for example, liquid. yeah, they're more liquid, right? It, it, it helps to, and I did this at Skyline. I was walking around and I saw cards that we both had in our showcase and I saw the prices, and then I would go back and reprice mine. So it's a little bit scumbag. Hey, hey, I got. Hey, you're doing. You're out doing reconnaissance, right? Hey, hey it worked. Hey, I sold some stuff. I didn't, and people were happy because I was under market. So I'm not going to try to compete 
with some other dealer with the You're same. You're just like cutting other people's bottom lines out. Hey, Scumbag. it is what it is. I needed to do. I needed to sell at that point because I was. I didn't. I couldn't sell a card to save my life. And then once I sold that uh, skyline, it's been nonstop, like you said, buyer's market. And I've been once buying you like people. yeah. Once you get there, you get there. You know. Yeah, it, it's like it's like get finding a key that's like to unlock the door. And once you find that key, it's like nonstop. You're in Narnia now. Yeah, exactly. So, I, so a couple things that I want to talk about about Dallas that were like a little different yep. that I thought were kind of cool was <clears throat> it's at the Marriott there in mm-hmm. Allen. That hotel, by far the nicest hotel that I've stayed at for a show maybe ever. Even even Culture Collision? Because you said that trade night was right. No, the hotel itself. Okay. I'm okay. talking about the hotel. My room, the hotel. was. Oh, really the room. It's just beautiful. Yeah. So it's really nice. Like if you could stay there and it's literally everything is right there. There's no walking. You don't have to like walk across to a convention center. It is there. Okay. So it was super nice. So that's one. So two was that unlike other shows, there's like one big room and then they have a bunch of like small rooms and then stuff in the hallways that connect all the rooms. So you're, there's so much to see. Mm -hmm. And if you have people that are just at the hotel and you have like one of the tables in the hallway, you don't have to pay to go into those to like see those. Yeah. So these people could just like say you're in town and you don't have time to go to the show or you don't want to pay to get in the show, but you wanted to drop cards off with PWCC or SGC. You literally didn't even have to pay to go into the show to do that. They're set up right out front of the show. The show. You could mm-hmm. walk up, drop off your cards and leave. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it. That's actually really, that's that's clutch is what the kids would say now. Yeah. Like if you, if you're not like, say you're only going to go to the show Friday and mm-hmm. you, you maybe bought wax and then ripped it and then you have to leave, but you still want to drop off your cards with PWCC or SGC before you leave. You literally don't even have to go in the show. You could just walk over and drop it off with them right there out front. Oh, wow. So I thought that was really cool. That would be like a big benefit to having like an outside table and not like maybe getting a table inside of the, or heritage heritage was set up outside too. Um, and then the big main room was just packed the whole time it was packed friday wasn't as as busy it was still very busy but it wasn't it was like ship busy let's say okay saturday (laughs) saturday was it was so busy that i actually got claustrophobic for a minute there were so many people i had uh, like i like i left and i went into the side rooms because those rooms weren't quite as crazy and you could walk around a little easier in them. But they were still very busy. It was just, it was so, there were so many people. The, this show was by far the busiest show I've ever been to. There was like the most people I've ever seen at a show ever. Really? And with as big as it is, you would think that you would have even more room to walk around. And I'm not saying that it was bad. Because if I was a dealer at a show and there were that many people there, I'd be like, this is the best show I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. But as someone walking around, it made me like it, I did. I get a little. I got a little claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, is you would think with that many people there that you'd be nervous. Your cards would get stolen. How do you keep an eye out on stuff? How do how are the people walking around are? How are they safe? And I have to say that there were so many police officers, like literally standing guard, like <laughs> everywhere, walking up and down the aisles in all of the rooms, standing in the hallways, 
And I, I used to plan events for the Chamber of Commerce. So I know how much it costs like to hire police to come. You have to pay for that. The, the city is not just going to send police because you're having an event. You have to hire them. And that is an expense. Mm-hmm. So, and it wasn't like security guards. These were legitimate police there. Mm-hmm. So that, it made me feel a lot better. Like I felt like if I was like walking down and someone grabbed my bag and tried to steal it from me, there's, they're going to get stopped. You yeah. know, they're not going to make it out of the building with my cards. And they also have giant cameras on stands that are set up and there's screens that face everywhere all over the place. So everywhere you look, if you're walking, around you see these security cameras and you see yourself like you know when you're walking into the walmart and you like it's three in the morning and you look like trash mm-hmm. and then you can see your face or when you're checking out and you're like uh because they're watching you check out <laughs> they have that everywhere at the show so if you do something you will like smile you're on camera um like to the point of there was a lady in the back corner that had no cases and she had hundreds of cards just set out everywhere. And she was like, you know, not even really paying all that much attention to them. And I like, I personally felt very anxious, but then I looked and I see this camera. So anywhere she's standing, she can see her, the angle of her table. Yeah. And if someone's standing there doing something. I like that. I I did see like in the past, you know, the hype of 2020, there's like some, you know, people trying to steal there and you could see them. Like they showed the actual cameras, what they like you, you could see their face. Like it, it was bad. They don't play. No. It is a safe show. And then, like I was saying, there's those little rooms. There's like, you walk in and there's one hallway and there's a room over here. And then you walk down the main hallway where like PWCC was set up and SGC was set up and everything was set up. And then there's a big main room to the left. And then there's two hallways. And there was like a room on the right side. Well, I didn't realize I came out a different door and there was a whole another room that I didn't even see or know that existed. I was like, I was so excited. And then there was like a ton of like Pokemon. And that was like, it was almost like that whole room was filled with TCG and uh, Funko Pops and toys. I was like, oh, I just walked into heaven. This is amazing. <laughs> so it was really exciting. That's awesome. And we, we, <laughs> our stud, Stud muffin, look at this guy. Look at Just you joined. looking all well, sexy. I know. Hello, Welcome. handsome. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, no problem. I had to put you on the bottom because you were late. So Courtney stays on top today. That's where Courtney, Courtney always is. <laughs> Courtney's now favorite place to be. <laughs> now you know a little Just bit like more about home. us. Yeah. <laughs> So we're talking. Uh, I, I last question on uh, Dallas, and then we can get into like what Jeremy experienced with PSA, um, and uh, Burbank. But Courtney, so you're saying that the traffic was not like an issue because remember they were kind of concerns before about Philly show going on and Nashville going on. Everyone was talking about it, but at, but what you're saying is that there was no like. No, actually, I was walking around with Chris Hodge. I'm gonna like, I gotta give, I gotta give him his flowers. Where he was doing a deal with a guy, who sets up all over the place, mm-hmm. and he asked the guy, he's like, you know, Nashville's going on this weekend, Philly's going on this weekend, you know, Dallas is going on this weekend. Why, why, why did you pick this show and not one of the other ones? And like, literally, not because I haven't been to the other two shows, so I don't have an opinion about this. The guy was just like, this is the show to be at. So. 
that was his answer. So I was like, okay. And then I told Chris, I'm like, that was a great question. Like it yeah. didn't even occur to me to ask that, but that he was like, this is just, this is the show to be at. And I feel like the area is really big and there's like a ton of just people there anyways. So. And, and their show is every other month, correct? Or is it once a quarter? Isn't it quarterly? Is it quarterly? I thought it was every other month. I think it might be a little more than quarterly and maybe not quite every other month but maybe it's every th- if it's every third month that is quarterly though <laughs> yeah no but i think i think it's i think there's more than four and less than six okay <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I guess we should have six. like looked that up maybe we'll, well i talked to kyle and he said he he indicated that he might be willing to come on and uh do an interview so maybe we can okay we can you, you know one thing out. that i thought was fascinating and I, I thought it was a very good question by chris but i asked courtney like was foot traffic impacted by these other two substantial shows going on and courtney told me that she couldn't fathom there being more people there that it would be too much it would have been i felt the same way about ship Shawana. we had that blizzard and it was so packed and we did the most kids in the scavenger hunt we'd, we'd ever had could you imagine if the weather was good and people didn't get snowed in how how crazy that would have been. Mm-hmm. Not so. I just wanted to bring this up. Jeremy was actually like spot on, unless there was one in January or something. But there's March, then May. So the next one's May, and then there's one right before the national, and then September, November. So you might be right, Jeremy. It's not quarterly, or it's not uh, every other month. So maybe you know. You know what? A few months ago, when we started doing this we were kind of talking about like, oh, I wonder what show's better. Oh, is it Burbank? Is it Dallas? Is it going to be Mint? And unbeknownst to us, we're actually going to be able to answer that question here in a few weeks because of Courtney's willingness to yep. go travel and go to card shows to give us, you know. I know, it's rough. Fanatics it's rough. money. Fanatics money. It's really That's... rough on me to have to go to these awesome shows and like <laughs> report back on how awesome they were. I took pictures of people's showcases too. I'm going to make like a little montage. I just have been busy today, so I haven't done it. I have a montage for Ship Shawana too of just like the insane cards that I saw. I, I There was a guy who brought like two cases and that was it. And he was in set in one of those like back rooms. And he was just like, he wasn't like super friendly, but he wasn't like, he wasn't super friendly. He wasn't friendly, but he didn't have to be because this man had the most amazing cards that I saw at the show the whole day. I'm just like, oh, you just decided to come and show off? And he was like, he's like, oh, I want to sell something. I'm like, oh, well, I hope you sell something. But they were like, I think his cheapest card was like $42,000. Like, that was his low end. That's insane. (laughs) You know, one thing I wanted to just touch on, and you guys might have covered it, if you did just, you know, let me make my point, and then we'll, we'll move on. I thought it was an incredible show for Courtney. Because once again, it reiterated the fact that when you are in buy and sell mode, all of a sudden making social media content goes by the wayside. So I would check randomly. I'm like, I'm going to check Insta. There's, I'm going to get a real rundown. I'm like, man, there's nothing. I'm going to check again. Nothing. And then like, you know, Courtney might step out for a second. She's like, so I was 45 minutes into this deal going back and forth. They give me play by play. And I'm like, damn, she was, she was in the trenches. Yeah. And one thing that I thought was pretty pretty damn impressive was we, we, and by we, Courtney, got involved in several trade talks that were very much time-consuming. The intent was to get a deal done, 
but I'm so incredibly proud of the fact that we, she got to a spot where she didn't feel comfortable and said, you know, it's, it's okay to walk away. It is quite all right. Live to fight another day. And so I just think from like, as we talk about education and becoming better and stronger, I think court would be the first to admit that she's not the biggest fan of trading that, that like that transactional piece just doesn't, it's just not her favorite thing to do. She's much more cash for card. And so I was literally incredibly, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just incredibly proud for her to go through that process. I think she would say that she's that much stronger and better. And also like in the past, she might've just said, "Uh, I feel maybe a sense of obligation that we went down this path. I'll buckle and let you, you know, win the deal per se. But I was just really happy that it's not, it's not an L by any means. It's Mm -hmm. like, you're, you're stronger for it. You're better for it. And you know, you came home, you got the card and, you know, you got a different perspective. So just wanted to add that color. Yeah. No, we talked about the, like the deal with the Luca where I just like, we couldn't come to uh, like whether or not he agreed with my assessment of the price and that I totally understood his point of view because as a dealer, you know, you want to get the most out of whatever card you take on. You want to, you know, come in at the lowest and as a seller, I want to get the most out of it. So at, like, I, like I said, it was like, it was a long trade back and forth and and that's exactly what I said usually I would have felt like pressure to just like make the deal because I had spent so much energy doing it but I walked away and I and I told Manny too I'm like this guy was like I watched him sell like a million dollar card while I was standing there so my like little trade probably didn't mean that much to him but it was for me a big deal and um I walked away like not with hard feelings because we didn't come to an agreement but like I felt like I learned something and I felt I felt pleased with myself that I didn't, like you said, just do the deal because I had done all of this work towards it. Mm-hmm. Don't, what do you always say, baby? Don't uh, confuse activity with accomplishment. That is correct. And I just <laughs> want to point out the numbers have doubled since I joined this live stream. And I think that's why Ruben cuts the checks out directly to Jeremy. Exactly. And then I distribute the funds as I, as I deem. Fit. Yeah. To, to Courtney. <laughs> no, Courtney, I do want to say though, like this is kind of to Jeremy too. Like, like you said, if you don't get a deal, sometimes that's the W, right? You got to win on that aspect in Starbucks. Um, but what's cool about your story that you said was um, how many people, over there too. once you said no, once you said no to that deal, how the person next to you was interested and then the dealer was interested at Shipshawana, everyone was asking about that card. So, you know, you have a card that you could sell and you kind of stood your ground because you knew that going yeah. in. So that that's like, I'm that telling was- you as someone who doesn't trade a lot, I was, I was proud of myself because I don't like to trade. I feel like I have said that probably on almost every podcast I've ever been on. It is not my favorite thing. And I know that's such a huge like part of the hobby is trading and it's just not, it's not my favorite thing. And I, you know, I understand for the years that I've been doing this, how stupid is that I don't like to trade? I just, I would rather just buy a card that I want and, or sell my card for cash and that's it, you know? And so I feel like part of my growth in this space is if I'm going to stay in here, we're going to be doing, you know, when I collected my most expensive valuable card was probably like $500. Mm -hmm. And now my, we have significantly more value in our cards. And if you're going to stay in a space and you're going to grow and you're going to get bigger, you have to do things that make you like are outside of your comfort zone. And yep. for me, outside of my comfort zone is for sure trading. 
Mine's mine's everything. All of the above. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's, let's, we are at the 48 minute mark. I do want to get into what Jeremy experienced last week. Um, Mr. Sick, sickness himself, stud muffin himself. So Jeremy, how was, uh, how was getting treated like a king at PSA and uh, visiting Burbank? You know, it was it was a wild experience because the day before we left, Kaya Kaya Bear came in, crawled into bed, and was feeling under the weather, and she coughed, <coughs> and then proceeded to like roll over and put her <laughs> hand directly into my mouth. So she might as well just cough directly into my mouth. And so, I've never had an issue flying with my ears. I had like the worst cold. My nose made Rudolph look just whack. It was stuffed while simultaneously drippy. And I, I just rocked the worst cold. So in that sense, it was not not cool. But no, it was, it was awesome. I got to hang out with all the top tier group submitters for PSA. So anybody that spends over a million dollars annually with PSA got to go for the first ever. I think this is going to be an annual event. So I got to rub elbows with the likes of KK cards, clay cards, Nash cards, you know, some of these people we've known before. You know, I went with TNT and it was more so I was just, a, you know, just quiet and reserved and a little more of a sponge. PSA Canada was there, level up subs uh, and just kind of hear about what they see in their business, the way they operate, the complaints that they had. Um, I will lie. I tried to, I won't lie. I tried to take advantage, enjoy like, you know, the whale watching and just kind of chill and look at you know multi-billion dollar homes and <laughs> dolphins popping up and just kind of take it all in so that was cool the first night we went to dinner was absolutely the worst dinner i have ever been to shame on you psa i'm the the effort was there the effort was there it was called zanike and it was like fresh seafood couscous stuff that none of these card guys wore like i'm wearing a sweater a button-up and a pair of loafers and I was the most dressed up person representing card people. All the other card people looked like card people. So that restaurant, everybody left hungry. Everybody proceeded to go there and get like pizza or get, get room service. The next day, going to, you know, PSA's headquarters was cool. The thing that I took away that I enjoyed the most is we got to spend one-on-one -on -one time with the grader and ask questions about like, you know, Cards that were in a BGS 9.5 slab, why they couldn't be crossed, what they're looking for, what they're looking for regarding centering, what dimples are allowable. So we had a half an hour with one of uh, our grader was David, and he, we asked him a lot of poignant questions, very specific, to get a better idea of like what they're looking for when they look at the cards. And I, thought, I, found, that to be, um, I found that to be just an awesome awesome experience that's like invaluable knowledge to have yeah. so i do have a question about like the dots and service with psa because I, I watched a video with the sgc i think it was sports card investor went there and he was asking questions and um i have a card here but the dimple if the dimple's not like right slab in the middle they don't take it as much as serious as if it's by like the edge right is that kind of how psa does yeah there? so i don't and, and i I want to just be clear. This is I'm taking my oh, yeah. uh, my interpretation and my understanding of what our grader told us, and I'm a self proclaimed idiot. So I just want to put that out there. But a lot of like those, a lot of those <laughs> defects only come into play when it draws away from the eye appeal. So it is very possible that you could have 
cosmetic defects, blemishes, dimples on the card. But if it doesn't pull from the eye appeal, it is still possible for it to 10. You know, and then we got into like how they measure the card, centering left to right, up to down, the way they look at corners. And so I had submitted a Jordan to crossover and everybody's looked at it and everybody said like, hey, I think this has a legit chance. These guys were able to show me a corner by holding it a certain way in the light, upside down with a magnifying glass where because the Beckett slab scratches so easy, unless they're beyond the shadow of a doubt, 100% convinced it's going to 10, they're not going to take the chance, which makes complete sense. The last thing they want from a marketing standpoint is, you know, us posting a BGS 9.5 and then all of a sudden, like, you know, hey, it's actually a 10. So, you know, for something to cross, it has to be immaculate almost. Yeah. And so those are thicker stock cards. Um, so I thought that was awesome. We got to learn all about Golden. I know the show is dropping soon, uh, March, April. That's going to be out. So we learned about the Golden Marketplace. We learned about WADA. We learned about, you know, fraud and security within the slab. So I actually took a lot of pictures and I thought that that portion was really done. So my big takeaway there is, and I'm a systems and process guy, they clearly have identified what they want to do with their business and there's a plan in place for what they're trying to do. They are trying to remove a lot of friction where potentially somebody can send a card in, it gets graded, it goes directly up to Golden, gets sold on Golden and you're paid um, as quickly and cleanly as possible with the least amount of friction. They are clearly coming for PWCC. Um, I got the sense that they feel like they're going to bypass PWCC within one year um, in terms of sales and volume. And, you know, one thing that they said, which, you know, you take with a grain of salt, but they said that they're already selling at 95% of comps of eBay, which I kind of laughed at because I just assumed there's so many deals that you can find on PWCC. And I had heard the same on Golden, but until I do that on, you know, my own research, but they're, 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 they're definitely making a run of it. Um, you got to hear about some of their vaulting service, you know, on the East Coast. So it was, uh, it was incredibly informative, and I learned so much. I feel like the more selling platforms there are, the better it is for buyers, in my opinion. So, I, There's not a chance in hell, my personal opinion, that I would sell on PWCC or Golden unless it was a five-figure card or more. It's, it's definitely the high end. That's where I go to look for high end cards for sure. I wouldn't sell a high end card on eBay. No, no. I, it, isn't it funny that their standard is looking at comps from eBay instead of being like, no, we're the comps. I don't know. I just that when you say well, eBay's it, the eBay's the you know that's the one you have to like overtake. That's like it's like whoever won the World Series last year. They're like, oh, we're our batting average is better than theirs this year yeah. already. So that's it, you're comparing, you know, when you have like the standard, it's meeting the standard and then beating it. So if they're not quite at the standard yet, that makes sense that they'd be like, look at how, you know, we're new and we're already in 95%. To me, that is a, a, like, it is a bit of a flex because you can't make yourself the standard when you're the new guy. That, that just sounds impossible and it sounds like you're lying. So people who's going to believe that if they came out and they're like, oh, yeah, we're selling at 110 percent of eBay. I'd be like, no, you're not. Prove it. Yeah, I. Um, 
it's just wild. So we're sitting there. And so everybody brought in cards. So people's orders were popping and they were bringing them out. And I have never been around so many, so many damn awesome cards in my life because it was just. You got to go to Dallas then. No, no, no. But this was just like, think of like a really well done lunchroom, like cafeteria, like very fancy and modern, probably something that they'd have at Google with these tables with just slabs sitting around 50, 100, 150,000 people bringing 52 mantles that they were trying to get the bump from like maybe a a three to a three and a half or a four to a four and a half, just like really sick, sick stuff. But you want to know the coolest thing of this trip was, and it has absolutely not a damn thing to do with PSA was we had dinner that night with Nat Turner at some steakhouse. We skipped it and we went to Burbank. (laughs) (laughs) That is such a Jeremy thing to do. Yeah, well, yeah, Jeremy was ready to look at some cards at Burbank. Dude, so first off, traffic in L.A. or, you know, south of L.A. is no joke. I get motion sickness, and we had an Uber driver that was 117 years old who wanted to test the gas pedal and the brake pedals right after one another. So I was like 10 minutes into the ride, and I was like, "Hmm? (laughs) (laughs) not cool. But anyway, we got there, and we were with – his name's John. He owns baseball card something in Atlanta. A lot of people have seen him in Jeff Wilson's video, Sports Card Investor. So old timer. He's a Hobby Hall of Famer. He was inducted to the Hobby Hall of Fame last week. So I made sure I gave him his flowers and, you know, I, I stroked him like, you know, let him know you're the big Dow, the big Dow. But he knew Rob. <laughs> he knew, yeah. He knew Rob from uh, Burbank and that turned into we got the tour of how the facility works. He took us over to the warehouse a couple blocks down, gave us the tour there, introduced us to the team. So, like, the first hour in Burbank, I felt like I was in one of the um, social media influencer videos that they do at his facility. Introduced us to his dad, like, the whole shebang. Couldn't have been any more warm and welcoming. And we proceeded to spend, like, the next four and a half, five hours there buying cards. And I felt bad for John because he's clearly – he just was there for the relationship and wanted to say hi. And by the end, his ass was just sitting there like, please, can we get the hell out of here? And me and Tommy from TNT were just like, oh, my God. Dude, 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 come here, come here, come here, come here. Look, you see that? Yeah, 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 come here, come here, come here. Like the word that I would use to describe it is like I felt giddy. I legitimately <laughs> felt like a child. The, 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 best, the best part of that whole day – was seeing the text message of Courtney saying, hey, did you see my card that I'm looking for? And this was like five hours that you were at Burbank. <laughs> You're like, you didn't respond and you took a picture of like, <laughs> I don't even know if it was actually in that picture, um, but you took a picture and said, nope. Or yeah, well, it was, so that was the showcase that was, it was like, you know, miscellaneous sports. Yeah. So it was everything outside of like the big four. But the amount of one of ones, $10,000 cards, $20,000 cards that were just readily available. 41 showcases, and it spread out. It didn't seem like 41 because it's just spaced so evenly. The wax was incredible. They had, like, you could buy individual packs of 96 chrome, $900 a pack. Like, it was just absolutely wild. So you're, like, accumulating cards as you in, in this card shop. Let me tell you something. You'd say, hey, that card's for $250, last comps at $210. Can you work with me? And the the guy you're dealing with isn't the decision maker. They go into 
into um, Ryan's office, who's Rob's son, who does all of purchasing. And then they come back and they say, yay, nay, or what number he can be at. And then they have bins in the front where they like, like think of like, they keep your stack. So like for four and a half hours, I was just like, yeah, I want that. Throw that up here. Hey, can you work with me on that one? Yeah, throw that up there. And so I'm like, I have an idea of how much money I spent, but not a hundred percent sure. <laughs> it's like a car dealer. Like, yeah, I go, I go back and ask my boss, you know, like, oh, <laughs> I, I put the top coat on it for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you know, I spent the time, you know, he talked about the next Burbank show that's coming up. You know, the way he views the card business, the way he looks at his business and his shop and how he's constantly evolving in the shop. Like, they do something that, like, whatever day they do a TikTok or a reel for Instagram there's a showcase dedicated to that. So if you see it and you want to come in, you just like, Hey, where's the Tuesday case? Where's the Wednesday case? Or you can find it that much easier. Like, and I just think that that's awesome. Additionally, like his business, they don't do grading. They don't do breaking. And when I asked him about the breaking, just because so many people do it, he's like, I like a business I can feel good about. And he wasn't throwing shade, but he's like, as a breaker on 85% of your business is routinely, disappointed or loses and he's like that's not a good way to run and so i heard him like helping kids out who are trying to buy cards for their their dad or a friend and it was just a very like he said experience and it truly for me was a damn experience it was so awesome it was like the disney world of card shops yeah and i mean uh sasha t was there um i think he was trying to sell a ton i, I don't want to speak out of business but there were like on this dude's desk with stacks and stacks and stacks of cards. Like there's a waiting list. You sign in, you know, you go to the doctor then you write your name and you're like time in. There's just a couch, people chilling to sell cards and they buy everything. Yeah. Everything. They buy your cards, Manny. That's something. I, I, I think that I saw a video where they're like, they give you a percentage. Like this is the percentage that we're going to be at. And you know, going in. So yeah. that helps. So I was like, you know, so obviously I'm there and, they were talking about the amount of money and I don't, I don't feel comfortable like saying any numbers, but the amount of money that they spend buying cards on a weekly basis is absolutely staggering. And the way that they process and shuffle the cards in and out makes it like, I mean, I legitimately, I didn't even see every single card, like four and a half hours. You know how I get like the world was dead to me. I was just like, Ooh, I didn't hear from you. Cards. Yeah. Like I didn't eat. I didn't drink. I was just like, ooh, cards. And then, like, <laughs> we went, like, to some taco place afterwards, and everybody was like, holy shit, we're hungry. We haven't eaten in, like, nine hours. <laughs> That's awesome. I want to go. I need to – you guys are venturing out, and I'm just sitting at home. I need to go venture out a little bit. Um, but well, we we're venturing out to the Mint in a couple weeks. We so are. going to that one. So that, that, that will be fun. If you're going to end up at the Mint, let us know. Um, we might have uh, Courtney. This is something that I was going to talk to you about, but Jeremy and I oh, might we're do it live on, on YouTube right now. Yeah, just merch. We talked about it in the past about merch and stuff like that. It'd be fun. Oh, um, okay. Maybe just Jeremy and I and you to have some merch. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, you guys have a show next weekend that you're going to go walk the show right on yeah. Friday. They actually and have quite a few shows before the before the mint you're right because it's like three weekends out i'm still thinking it's yeah like we have it's... sports card spectacular this weekend then we have lansing mm -hmm. um 
and then we go to Mint, and then we come back, and we right away have uh, Petoskey. Petoskey, and then we have Johnny Ford. Yep. And then, then we have a lot. And then Labor Day is Shipshawana again. Don't stress yourself out, Courtney. Don't stress yourself out again. So, I know. Making the transition to, like, slabs only has brought me an incredible amount of peace of mind. Because if we were doing dollar boxes with all these shows, forget about it. I'd stick a fork in me. (laughs) I I agree. It's been nice to switch over to the, like, before I felt like we had to do everything. And that's part of, like, your evolution in that in the space that you're in is like just do what works for you yeah well i mean now you're courtney you're kind of coming in me and you are on the same world with the tcg stuff i feel like so we're on our own separate world than jeremy on that aspect um but yeah jeremy when you weren't gone i did shout out matt he sent me 10 nomars just out of nowhere so i did i did shout him out um He's, don't don't go don't go anywhere yet. I'll show. Okay, and then like I just wanted that bringing that back up before we leave is I appreciate the Too Thick Fam. Like we are building a community that is like the greatest people in the hobby. They'll give a shirt off your back, and we would give a shirt off our backs to them as well. So you might not fit Jeremy's because he wears he's six like six seven, but you could use it as a blanket. Okay, so Matt um, sent us. This. Some P. Will. And this. Oh, nice. And this (laughs) is numbered at a $2.99. So that was dope. That we got in the mail. And then we also had another mail day. Jeremy hasn't seen these yet, so. Let's go. He might like to see them. So start with this one. Ooh. That's nice. That's clean. That's a Ooh. ten. Did you? And that's that's the white mosaic. That's numbered out of twenty-five, right? It is out of twenty-five, and then you had to do that flex. The white sparkle. Yes, a ten. And these are like rumored, even though you don't have proof. These are like twenty or less, right? Yeah. So. That's that is a that is a good. You know where I I sealed that? I closed that deal. In an airplane. Oh, I, I I do have to do this. United sucks. Don't ever flight United. $1,800 for my tickets, you know, first class, to fly in a 1942 plane. You know, I, I threw my garbage in, like, the little cigarette wrappers, like, in the cigarette dispenser. Oh, they had cigarettes. Ashtray. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating for effect. But oh, I was like, ew. What a, what a <laughs> brutal airline, man. What an absolute just brutal airline. Like so everything you, about it, like even from baggage drop, it was just like not a good experience, not at all. <laughs> so not Delta at all, Delta or nothing. Yeah, I mean, I've always Delta played up Bus- Delta. Delta wasn't like, terrible either. Yeah, Delta's always treated me pretty well, and I let Tommy book his flight because I just didn't want the pressure. I didn't want the pressure of making him feel forced to fly something or spend money he didn't have or didn't want to spend. I should say, and so he booked it. So I'm like, okay, cool. And it was just not – it was not good. I, I will say this. Your priority bag came off the plane first. I will say they did do that well, if I'm being fair. But, yeah, I, I, closed, that, I, I closed that deal on the airplane, bro. Closed that on the airplane. Never yeah. stop working. Never stop working. That's why you pay for Wi-Fi. I do. And I'm always convinced that, like, 
the one moment, like I missed a Justin Fields yesterday, like the 10 minutes I wasn't like scouring Discord. Like I like somebody sold the card or that downtown Trevor Lawrence. So I'm like, I feel like now I need to go up and spend 13 hours scouring the internet for deals. Well, that's what probably you're going to end up doing um, when we get off this. So <laughs> I have no uh, shame. You, you're done with work. You're a busy man. Worked all Dude. day. You know, I landed hours. <laughs> 16 hours before lunch, my friend. But you know what I, you know what we actually, we closed last night at like 10 o'clock is we secured the Justin Fields camo prism out of 25. Shout out Veriswap. I've had a couple of people who got the number that they were looking for and then got greedy. So like, I've got one guy just on principle alone. I was willing to pay the number that he wanted. And then he's using some cockamamie math, which I don't blame him. Like it's his prerogative. And now he's trying to get more. And I'm like, no, I'm, I already offered you the number that you asked. And now he's like circling back and that price is starting to come back down to the original price, but just out of principle, I'm out. But this, this guy, Justin Fields, this is the, no, Justin. Oh, okay. no, the, the, uh, that was a different one. So that one was a Jalen Brunson on card auto optic out of 20. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, man, we've just been just quarterbacks like crazy quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. And it's, it's a new game for us because we always kind of like avoided football. Not that we don't like football. It's just. We never but, collected it or purchased or played yeah. that. That was not our space. But, man, no. the kids love – the kids love football cards. The ladies, like, the ladies like football cards. So, I'll tell you, that Joey V, he's Big pretty good Joe, looking. As they, as they say in the great land of Cincinnati, Ohio. He's not, oh. a, he's not hard on the eyes, let me tell you. <laughs> that's, that's what's going to happen with Jimmy G, I'm telling you, now that he got traded. His, you're going to see in Chicago this weekend, everyone's having them out in their showcase. Trying to get, recoup any funds while there's a buzz for two minutes. Exactly. Like I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for Matt Person to tell me that, you know, Derek Carr is the greatest quarterback ever. We have a card for Matt. Oh. We're going to send him a card. Do, did, did Aaron Rodgers sign with Jets? Courtney and I were wondering. Well, Courtney uh, found an article actually that said it was confirmed. I didn't hear anything. I don't know think if it's you know. official yet. I think it's they're just waiting official. on him. I think it's like all but official. Oh, okay. So, because we were talking about the hype of Jordan Love and how it's a risk because you don't know what's going to happen. And it's like a, I mean, you're paying at top dollar if uh, he doesn't end Can up. Can we talk about like what an epic douchebag Aaron Rodgers is? Like, draw this out. Like, either you're going <laughs> to do it or you're not, man. Just. He's going to retire. He makes me insane. I can't stand him as a human being. Like, he's a fantastic football player. Yep. I had no hate there, but as a person, I was telling who was I talking to this weekend? I told him that like I like he just looks like he smells bad. And yep. I feel like when you look at him, I'm like, I can smell this picture of him because he probably <laughs> just stinks. I I find him like just appalling as a per I don't like him. <laughs> I don't like the stuff he says. I don't like the way he looks. I don't like the way he walks. I can't stand his face. Everything about him makes me mad. And this is not being a hateful Bears fan. I just don't like him. <laughs> you didn't have to throw that in. At the end. <laughs> I just, I don't know, man. It's just, you ever like see someone you're like, man, I, I like, I don't know you, but I would punch you in the face. That is how I feel about Aaron Rodgers. Yep. <laughs> I just don't like him. I don't, I don't respect uh -huh. as him being like a good football player and everything. But I mean, when was the last time the man won anything like other than nothing? It's been a while. I like it. Courtney's rant. Aaron Rodgers rant. <laughs> he Clint smells bad. Um, yeah. 
clip that. We're going to post that on Courtney. Go ahead. I said what I said. Yeah. You know, the person clipping it is Courtney. So she can make it sound how good as she wants. I'm going to clip that. it and I'm going to post it up and I'm going to be like, I said what I said. Yeah. So you guys no have No regrets. Come at me, Aaron Rodgers. Like you're going to watch this. Yeah. Like you condescend to watch what I have to say. Watch he does. And then just like him sitting in his like dark room. It's like pitch black, but he's got his phone. He's listening to me say he smells bad. It's just like a tear. <laughs> yeah, then he says, then you say, I'm a Bears fan. And then he gives a little smirk. <laughs> he says, I own you. Yeah. And that, that old bitch in Michigan who talks shit about me motivated me to come back and, you know, destroy the Bears. <laughs> Someone jumped in. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of uh, people who like people who smell bad. <laughs> fucking Packers fans jumping in the live. I can't I'm sure their just, comments. I can't believe you just called me an old bitch on live. <laughs> I was. I didn't say that. That. That's. He, look at Aaron Rodgers. He probably talks that way, right? I mean, I feel like you were just using that as a reason to be able to say it out loud. <laughs> you don't know me if you think I need a reason to talk to you any sort of way. <laughs> I say what I want when I want. Hey, we're going to get off of this. This is going to be like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it like that. Yeah. Yeah, he is. <laughs> it's, like, it's like that key and He's like, Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> she really said it to her, and I was like. He's going to, Courtney, he's going to be up all night till like, 3 in the morning. I can't believe I said that. Uh, not, she, are you mad at she, me? She, no, she's, she's, not, she, she's not soft like those other people. I don't want, I don't want to be. <laughs> I don't want her to be mad at me. I don't want her to be mad at me. No, I, here's here's something about me, sir. I'm not soft. Yeah, she's not. So, any any last words? We do have we have a guest on for this week, and we also are going to try to do a Jeremy, Manny, Meat Sticks, Tummy Sweats, Meat Sticks, and Tummy Sweats. Yeah, we're gonna try That's to get That's what your merch should be. We should make like a like a meat sticks shirt and then just like stop, have stop, it look stop, like, stop, stop, like stop, a wet stop, patch stop. on the stomach. So everybody always looks like, is that guy's stomach sweating? But it's really just the way the shirt is designed. Ooh, I like that. Jeremy? Mm-hmm. Jeremy would yeah. not wear that. Absolutely not. But I would definitely sell it and monetize it for the thickalos if they put like a, a shirt. On the, you put a thickalo on the back and like fake tummy sweat on the front. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, speaking of thick I mean, you could go, we could introduce, like, as a parallel, like, the sad, droopy pumpkin. <laughs> That's only funny to us because we know the story. But that was fantastic. Oh. All right. Here we right, Our friend got, like, drunk at a concert and then sat in the back of my car and screamed at me to turn the air conditioning on because he was a, he was a droopy pumpkin. <laughs> I don't know. He described himself as like a pumpkin on November fourth. He's like, do it on the air conditioning. You don't like, you know, when you leave your pumpkin out too long. Yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah. He was like smashed out of his mind in the backseat of my car, just like yelling at what me that he was a droopy now? pumpkin. <laughs> that was a, that's good. <laughs> Look, God, I've All lived right. a thousand lifetimes in this episode, you guys. Yeah. Jeremy, Mister Lightness, you want to close us out? Yeah, thank you for listening to the Too Thick Pod, your home for all sports, cards, and levity. I am Jeremy. You can follow me at Reckless Cards. Manny is our son. You can follow him at Too Thick Pod. And Manny being Manny 1.0, 2.0, 3.0. Courtney <laughs> is my lovely wife. Dangerous games. Mm. Dun, 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 dun. 
reckless cards. Duh, 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 duh. No, 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 no. On card porn. You forgot to say that. She's on card porn. And on card porn. Yep. So can I can I can I tell you something? Yeah. I have yet to read the post nor look at the comments because the <laughs> internet is such a savage place that I see one person even typing something that I infer is even relatively close to being mean, they will be dead to me. So therefore I just avoid it and I'm like, oh everybody's cool, everybody's friendly. I think everything was I think there was only one guy that said anything even yeah. slightly like disrespectful and he just looked stupid. So, yeah. and I called him out and everybody liked my comment. So it was fine. Good. Good. Oh, yeah. oh, I don't stand for that shit. I'm not soft, but I'm not going to let you uh, <laughs> say shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so what make sure you like, subscribe, smash all the buttons. You got to smash everything. No, no, I want you smash. to say it like, I want you to say it like you would in, like you're in your basement. What? Like, like how subscribe. You- smash! I don't fucking care, dude. Dude, do you know how much money I spay here? I'm like platinum elite. Like, I shit all over diamond. <laughs> Did you see that. me take my earbuds out? Because I knew what he was going to do. <laughs> I know. I was hoping. I'd try to get him to do it because he's in his. He's what, are, what, are they, what are they going to go? What are you going to say? Hey, Mr. Uh, you just spent, you know, $1,500 to stay here for a couple nights. You did, what are, God, you sound anything? like such a douchebag right <laughs> now. <laughs> Not, I'm trying to entertain the thickalos and Manny's being a jag. What I'm saying is, I know. You're like, I, can I can do what I want because I'm a rich white man in a hotel. I, I, I never said. I never. <laughs> not rich, not white. So I don't meet any of the criteria laid out by you. I own this Starbucks right next to me. Uh, I have. I'm wearing my sweater vest yeah. and my loafers, yeah. and I paid fifteen hundred dollars for my room. Check out my new haircut. What I'm saying is that they're running a business here, and Jeremy's good for business. Yeah, there you That's go. about as good for business as those bratty kids whose family also paid to stay at the hotel who were running around blowing horns when I was in Cleveland. Blowing horns? I just said smash! Because uh, I'm, trying to get, I'm trying to get the thickalos to make sure that they get the updates and the notifications. Like, and all. Oh, we got to put like a disclaimer <laughs> on the thing. Like if you don't want your eardrums blown out. The first time I've ever said smash to Courtney and she didn't have just a big smile on her face. <laughs> All right, we're fucking around now. Yeah, yeah. Bye, <laughs> everyone. Smash. <laughs>